Alright, you guys, we have a very special episode of Tournament Talk today. We are starting season two, which is all about inspiring stories from amazing tennis players from all over the world. And today we have an amazing guest on the show. Um, she was actually homeless and on the streets and in 19 different rehabs, is currently sober for a while now, and she is currently living her dream as a tennis professional. So without further ado, let me welcome Erica Sanders. So how do you say that again? <laughs> Sandor Zor. We, we have to get Hi. that right because she is on the Instagram constantly sharing her story and she is always super inspiring, always posting her amazing workouts, all of her training as a tennis pro now. And so super inspiring. Please go follow her on Instagram. That's at Erica Sandor Zor. And yeah. how do you spell that just so they know? It's E-R-I-K-A. S-A-N-D-O-R-C-U-R. Perfect. All right, you guys, go follow her. But, of course, she's going to share with us her amazing story today. And it's super-duper inspiring. I actually met her at a pro circuit event in Mexico. And we sat together after... We actually played doubles together. It was super fun. Yes, we we bonded. and, And she basically told me... Um, big life story, and I just had to share it with you guys. So, um, Erica, could you please just take us from the beginning, I guess? Like, tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got started, and how you picked back up that tennis racket after a, many years of, of hardships. Sure. So, um, you know, for me, the disease does not discriminate. Um, you know, I grew up, I had a wonderful childhood. You know, my dad's from Hungary, my mom's from Romania. My mom has a sip of non-alcoholic white Zinfandel, and she's like, oh, I think I feel it. I'm like, mommy, there's no alcohol in it. She's like, no, 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 that has to be. And, uh, you know, I played tennis my whole life, and I was at a birthday or I was at a, um, working at a coffee house my senior year of high school, and I had heard of, like, cocaine and heroin and marijuana and alcohol, and, you know, I thought everything, um, but, you know, because I was an athlete, I just, I wasn't around any of it. And I went to this uh, little party, and, um, you know, there was all these white rocks on the table. And I'm like, what's that? They're like, you want to try it? And I'm like, sure. And they put this $30 hit of crack on it. I had never heard of crack on this pipe. And they showed me how to smoke it. And the second that I took that hit, I was hooked. I mean, I was hooked. Um, within, like, a couple of weeks, I was out on the streets in the hood of Cleveland, East Cleveland. Um, and so, you know... Um, I went back and forth and back and forth. You know, I would put together, you know, years of sobriety, but I never called it um, healthy sobriety. And so um, I guess what I'll do is I'll kind of fast forward all of it to where I am now, and then I'll kind of back backtrack yeah. what happened. Okay. So um, about two years ago, almost two years ago now, I made this vision board. And uh, I thought how awesome it would be to start playing tennis again. I hadn't played in 15 years. I used to play for Ohio State. And um, I, the next day after I made the vision board, I ran into my old tennis coach who I grew up with. He took me all the way, you know, to Ohio State. I hadn't seen him in 15 years, so I saw him at a Starbucks um, 
the next day after I made a vision board um, at a Starbucks that he's, he doesn't even go to. It's crazy. Yeah. So I started playing tennis again, and I thought, you know, eventually at, at one point I thought how awesome it would be to get central court at a grand slam, you know, let the world know that you could be 40 in recovery and have a do-over in life. And so, um, you know, long story short, what, about four or five months ago, I made it to my first pro tournament. So um, it's incredible because, uh, you know, what this disease has done, you know, like you said, I've been in 19 rehabs, um, you know, homeless on the streets. You know, I drove, you know, from California to Florida, you know, with not a dime in my pocket. Um, I did more drugs um, and uh, ate better and slept better uh, than I ever did in my life without a dime in my pocket because of humanity. It's unbelievable. And, um, you know, when I'm on the tennis court now, I think to myself, you know, when I have to breathe, I think about how um, it's crazy that I could breathe now because when I was doing drugs, there was no life in me. There was no breath in me. There was nothing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have, you know, they say it's a one in a trillion chance to make it, you know, to the Grand Slam. Yeah. To be Rena Williams. And for me, I'm already that one in a trillion because I'm sober. That's you so know, nice. You know, and, and what it takes, you know, a lot of issues are coming up for me right now when I'm on tour and I'm going to these tournaments um, and what it takes, the, the amount of practice. You know, I play four hours a day uh, and I have a footwork coach now also and a personal trainer. So I spend an hour or more with him as well um, in between my training. Um, I also own two companies now. And um, I'm uh, just now starting to build a, um, a, a rehab in Cleveland. So exciting. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got full custody back of my children two years ago, and I'm remarried. Um, next month, or in two months, it'll be our two-year wedding anniversary. Yay. So, you know, the thing is that, you know, um, for people who are, you know, tennis fans or for people, you know, everybody knows somebody or has somebody who um, is either in recovery or has a family who's in their disease right now. And this is so much bigger than just the tennis. Yeah. This is, um, this is reaching out and I am that cliche. You know, if I could do it, anybody could do it. Any ism a person has had, I've had, whether yeah. it's, you know, shopping or gambling or sex or, you know, an eating disorder or anything to not feel. Yeah. Anything, you know, whatever I could do, you know, and, and I missed so much of my life because I was so um, self-absorbed, Yeah. you know, and now that I'm not sucking all the oxygen out of every single room that I'm in, you know, I'm able to slow down and um, enjoy life. That's so, so beautiful. It's crazy, though, you know, um, I was talking in one of my posts in Instagram, I made it to the finals of a tournament uh, a couple weeks ago, I couldn't believe it. I know, I saw that, I was like, yeah, yeah go Erica, awesome. crushing um, it. And it was in California, and, and um, I hadn't really talked about California a lot, of how it really took me down, the drugs, um, the life that I lived, because I was, I was, you know, I was smoking crack with, you know, cockroaches in abandoned apartment buildings, you know, sticking needles in my arm. Um, it was crazy. And uh, when I was driving um, to the tournament, I was driving past the street where I had gotten pushed out of a moving vehicle on the freeway um, from another drug addict like myself. And now, I, you know, 
I'm driving by that same street going to a tennis tournament. <laughs> oh my to gosh. And having to have the right mental state, um, you know, to prepare myself for a tennis match, let alone going through, you know, the post-traumatic stress that had happened, um, and then winning that match. And I, I got to call my husband um, on the tennis court right when I won that match, and the two of us just, we cried together. That's you know, because so nice. Of, oh, my gosh. Work, the, the work that it takes, you know, what what we're investing in and what we're, what, what we're doing to make this lifestyle happen. Yeah. So. I think you've already, like, you've already inspired and done so much. I mean, just thinking about where you were not, like, even less than, what, like, five years ago and to yeah. where you are now and you're just, you made literally, like, a 180 in your life and that's honestly, like, that's what I feel like people could dream of doing that. And you're, you are exactly right. You're like that, that one in a trillion that you're talking about. So, so when you, when you got back into these tournaments and, and like, t tell us a little bit about like, I mean, what was going through your head? I know you said you ran into your old coach and it kind of sparked the interest and with your vision board and everything. But like, what was this like, is that, what's your, I guess, thing that you want to share with the world? Like that, that one thing that just you wish you could just scream from the rooftops, you know? Um, I think that the one thing that I would share with people, um, and I really feel it when I say this, is that you're, you're never too old, you're never too tired, and it's never too late. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's so easy to hurt and be tired and sad and find any excuse whether I need to make money or um, I have kids or I'm not healthy. You know, it's too late. And it's not. You just have to go through. You, I had to take that leap of faith of the unknown and just see if I could do it. See if I was coachable, if I was teachable, if I was trainable, if I had the will and the desire and the wants. And I just, I needed to be alive again. I needed to, to find a love that made me feel like I was worth something. And this was for me. I was willing to do whatever it took to feel alive again. I had been dead for so long. And, um thinking that I had to settle that this is it yeah and I feel like we worked so hard the first half of our life that we should be able to enjoy the second half yeah and I was willing this is and I know it sounds like a cliche but this is a land of opportunity and the whole world really is our oyster and we're not dead yeah if you're overweight then do something about it you know what I mean yeah. and and if you are if you're tired get up and take five steps one day, you know, and then rest. And then the next day, get up and do six steps. Anything to change the, the brain. And I made a decision and a goal, and I said I was going to do it. I and that. I can't even tell you what it's done for my self-esteem, what it's doing for my children. For them to see their mommy coming from 
of hell. Yeah. Dude, now I'm pro tennis player. That's incredible. You know, it's 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 surreal, and but it's not easy. Oh yeah, I don't you I don't know? blame you. It takes work, and it takes but it, it takes commitment to myself. Yeah. And with that commitment, um, it builds my self esteem. Mm-hmm. And I feel and there's moments where I'm just like, there's no way I can do this. But then I tell myself, well, why not? Yeah. The only person holding myself back is me. Yeah, like we're we're our own worst enemy, you know. Yeah. Those little and thoughts the, that get in our head that just yeah, tell you us know, no. So I, I put it out to the universe and I, I give it to everybody that, you know, you're not alone when you sad is sad. Happy is happy. Mm-hmm. Feelings are feelings. You know, hurt is hurt. No matter how you're hurting, no matter how you're sad, no matter what it is, but you're not gonna get I couldn't get out of it until I made a conscious decision to make a change. Yeah. And this, for me, um, it changed my life. I can't... Stepping out on the tennis court, smelling smelling the air on the court, and smelling the tennis ball, and feeling the racket again, and, you know, uh, feeling like a child yeah. again. Allowing myself to fall. Allowing myself to not know how to hit in the beginning. Allowing myself to not be good. And being okay with that. Yeah. And knowing that this is a process and that I need to have patience with myself, you know, but yeah. not to give up just because it's hard. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. You know, so yeah. um, I mean, it, it truly is a dream come true. I, uh, It's so hard when I'm in it, but it's so worth it when I look at myself in the mirror at the end of the night and know that it's a goal that I'm starting and I'm finishing. It's, it's mine. Yeah. So Who doesn't want yeah, it's so good. Okay, I've got one last question for yeah. you. If there was a player out there that that they just were were in a in a rut right now, and they're just struggling, and they they're wondering to themselves like, do they do they think they have what it takes to reach the goals that they're trying to go for? Or, or maybe they're just feeling really down in the dumps about their situation right now. What's just, what's some word of advice, just something you can say to them to really boost them up and make them feel like they are amazing, which they are. What do you got to say to those people? Wow, that's a good question. I think the first thing that I would tell people um, is to take some time alone with themselves and really be honest with themselves. Yeah. To see if this is what they want. Mm-hmm. What are their motives? Is it for themselves? Is it for their ego? Is it for somebody else? Who is this dream for? You know, and the only person who could really answer that is yourself. And if you're just feeling like, um, I mean, there's so many feelings that are a part of this. So I think that the first thing I would tell somebody is to just sit with yourself and be honest. And if you feel like this is really to thine own self be true, if this is something that you need for you, then go for it. Yeah. Then then whatever it is that's holding you back, you'll find a way. Yeah. Because for me and my personality, if I want something, if it makes sense, if my motives are pure, my intentions are pure, my love for it is pure, and it's not going to hurt anybody else, and it's not going to hurt me, and it 
it's something that I need for myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it. I love that. That was so awesome. You are such an inspiration. I'm sure like anybody listening to this podcast right now is just like overwhelmed with emotions. I mean, you're so incredible. You're going for your dreams. Nothing has stopped you. And you have literally been where most people don't even want to have a nightmare about like it is so inspirational. I love I love everything you said. I hope that everybody just just listen listen to what Erica has to say here. It's honestly the best the best advice from somebody who gets it and so super exciting. Um all right you guys, this is a concluding of our first episode of season two and if you guys also have any crazy amazing tennis stories or that are just super inspirational please reach out and I can put you out on my podcast and I want to share your story with the world and honestly I don't know Erica's story is pretty tough to beat because that's pretty incredible don't forget to go follow her at Erica Sandor, Sandor, I can't even say your last name. It's okay. It's Erica Sandor Zer. I can't even. It's L-O-R-Z-U-R. It's so, it's so hard. It's so hard, Erica. Um. Okay, but thank you so much for coming on. I love you. I think you're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I hope that I was able to reach out to somebody and inspire anybody. Just don't give up. You know, yeah. don't don't give up before the miracle happens. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So you're going to have to go through some uncomfortableness, you know, some discomfort. Yeah. And you might have to cry a little. You might have to go through some pain. You might need to question yourself a little bit. But if you wouldn't do those things, then it wouldn't be worth it at the end. Everybody would be doing it. You just got to be a little uncomfortable to get to the other side. Exactly. Love it. Thank you so, so much, you guys. Love this episode of Tournament Talk. Do not forget to subscribe to all the channels, YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, and I'm on Spotify. Share with your friends if you think they need to hear this episode, which I know a lot of people do. And we will catch you guys in the next podcast. Woo-hoo!